Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Happy birthday, Real Life Church. Just under two years ago, a dream was born in the hearts of our pastors, Sean and Diane Petrie. A God-sized dream to see a life-giving church planted here in our community that would help people far from God discover real life and purpose in Jesus. There was no website, no location, no equipment, no launch team, but there was a handful of people and a dream. My husband Scott and I believed in that dream. That dream started as a small seed, a small seed that was about to be planted in faith, a seed that we call today Real Life Church. With bold faith, boasting in God's extraordinary power yet to be revealed in and through us, Real Life Church went public. Behold, God was about to do a new thing, was the caption on the very first social media post. From our very first interest social meeting in a bowling alley, and yes, the bartender showed up unannounced to fitness rooms, to parks, and to a lot of houses. By God's grace, that small seed planted in faith began to take root. That seed grew into a group of 55 dedicated people who God would use to launch Real Life Church. On September 17, 2017, almost one year after God gave a dream of a life-giving church, after months of praying, planning, training, and tilling soil, that small seed planted in faith burst out of the ground on launch Sunday with 345 people in attendance. This was only the beginning, the very first step of our journey of faith, one that would exceed our wildest expectations, touch countless lives, and change the spiritual landscape of our city. Over the last year, I've had the privilege to serve on the Dream Team. I've welcomed hundreds of people through our doors, hosted youth group at my house for a bunch of awesome teens, and led a life group for youth parents. Through this, I've seen God touch the lives of so many people, many of which now serve on our Dream Team at Real Life, and many of which were baptized last Sunday. What started as a simple seed planted in faith would be the beginning of a great harvest. There's something special, something from God, something life-giving that happens in our hearts when we as Jesus followers gather together each Sunday. To those of you who started coming over the last year, out of 350 first-time guests, I want to give you a resounding welcome home. It's the intangibles of the church that make it home, though. The things that you can't measure, an atmosphere, a feeling, a drawing of the Holy Spirit that makes real life home. Things like authenticity, things like freedom, and healthy relationships. Things like being real that create an environment for God to work on our hearts. And man, did God do some incredible work this last year. We've had 45 people commit or recommit their lives to God. 
And as you guys know, just last week, we had 25 people baptized who were once dead in sin, declared that they are now alive to God through God, through Jesus. And this showed us by going public through baptism. There's something special about baptizing a single mom and her daughter or a teenager who brought her mom to church or two teens that happen to be twins. How about entire families or kids with parents and grandparents that have shown them Jesus? I even got to baptize two of my own kids this last week, and that was really awesome. We are that church who God used to baptize 25 people to share their stories of life change. There's something special happening here at Real Life, something that numbers can't quantify. There's a story being written, a story being written by God. A story that includes all people who are far from God, a story of hope and restoration of all generations and across any group that people may identify in. It's across our very city. I'm so proud to play a part of his story. God has entrusted me with a small piece of his dream. And from getting here early each week to getting to pray for the hundreds of prayer requests that you guys have made, to giving sacrificially when he leads me to, to even getting into life and death situations for God. If you don't know, we had to go pick up our portable equipment in uh, Michigan. And so Pastor Sean in his great and uh, undying wisdom decided we should go to Eight Mile in Detroit all while he's blaring Eminem from the radio. Lucky to be here. <clears throat> but I know I'm called to be faithful to what God has put in my hands. He is willing, he is able, and he is worthy. There's a bright future ahead for you guys here in real life. God has just finished chapter one. And I believe that a small seed planted in faith is watered by sacrificial generosity. And not just by a few, but by all of us. When we sacrifice together, that seed will grow and produce a great harvest. For when we are faithful to God's kingdoms first, he will always be faithful to ours. refreshed by what God is doing here at Real Life. I can feel God moving from setup to teardown. The excitement and expectancy is on point. Last week, every conversation I had was about how people, how excited people were to get baptized or for their kids to get baptized. My husband Drew and I are so grateful and humbled to be a part of something amazing. Real Life has changed our lives and God knew just what we needed. After coming out of a hard season, he truly orchestrated our steps to attend an intrasocial. From the moment we opened the door, it really felt like home. It was more than we had hoped for, to finally be at a place where we are excited about moving forward and serving in so many ways. Just like my experience, God is orchestrating all of our steps, that each person here every week should feel significant, like the only person that came to real life, that you belong long before you believe. God isn't looking for perfect people. <clears throat> Sorry. He wants to partner with broken people just like you and me, willing to find freedom in Jesus and lead from their imperfection and humility, ordinary people doing extraordinary things for him. A year ago, we were a crowd of 345 people, but over this last year, God did something. God built us into a faith family, a community, a body perfectly knit together for his purposes and his causes. He made us to do life together, and thus we created life groups. He gave us each other, 
for some of us, our families grew with weddings, adoptions, and giving birth to little ones. But for others of us, our lives were flipped upside down with a job loss or a difficult diagnosis or a tragic loss of a loved one. And out of the ashes of our past, God slowly rebuilding, restoring, and redeeming our lives. We are a body, a family, centered and unified around the cross. We aren't meant to do life alone, but Jesus created us to do life together. God has grown our church from eight life groups this past fall to 15 this fall so that we can encourage, strengthen, and build each other up. God is moving through our church. Pastor Sean and Diane, you guys are amazing. And the way that you lead this church is so inspiring. Not only are you both awesome leaders, but you guys are amazing friends to Drew and I. I can't believe it's been a year already and I still feel the same excitement every Sunday. I'm looking forward to 20 more because truly, Real Life Church is a place to be. delicate thing. Something like a flower that needs to be protected from the frost or a child that needs to be kept from running into the street. For those who dare to dream, it can be a dangerous thing. So often we find that we are desperately holding on to ourselves, unwilling to let go of the very thing that holds us back. But then we're reminded of the wonderful power of the cross, that Jesus is the very person that we cling to at the foot of the cross, we find our freedom. The Bible says in order for a seed to produce fruit, that seed first has to die. We have come to the end of ourselves, our own comfort and strength, and we find our faith in Jesus, in his power and his strength. For those of us that dare to dream God-sized dreams, we no longer have to worry about the frost or our safety, but we move with bold faith, having found our life by losing it. Real Life Church is big enough for all of our dreams. We're asking you to plant your dreams of faith here at Real Life. Over this past year, we've asked every one of our nearly 100 Next Step participants if they could do anything for God and not fail, what would that be? That's God's dream for you. I believe your little seed, your dream planted in faith, will grow into a great harvest. Never underestimate the radical purpose that God has created you for. That's why I've pushed so hard for our 50 Next Steps graduates over this past year to discover their radical purpose through our next steps. Remember, you are God's masterpiece, uniquely put together for a God-sized dream. What has God called, created, and gifted you for? Let me encourage you, Real Life Church, let's dare to dream. Dare to step out of what's uncomfortable, what's hard, and what you can accomplish on your own. As the saying goes, fruit only grows at the end of the branch. So let's step out in bold faith. After all, that is what God has created us to do. praying for God to give us this city. Jesus said the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So we prayed to the Lord to send workers into the harvest. And we did. We prayed. We asked God if he were to use anyone to use us. God has been faithful to answer our prayers. A year ago, we launched with 55 people on our launch team. And this year, God has added another 50 people. So now, right now, we have an incredible 105 people serving and making a difference on our dream team. 
Every role here is important. Whether unloading a trailer, running a life group, leading from the stage, every single person here plays a significant role in our story. I am so proud of the difference you have made this last year dream team. From just a small seed planted in faith to the beginning of reaping a great harvest. A harvest of 25 baptisms and 45 people changed by the power of Jesus. Lives touched every single week in real life kids and real life youth. Hearts touched through worship. And don't forget our amazing coffee. Think of our creative team making fun announcement videos each and every week. Think about our website and our social media. Just think of the difference. Just Frank, our custodian at Kentucky Trail, is making a difference as an honorary Dream Team member here. Every person in every single position is making a difference in the lives of people in our city. And it is such an honor to play a role in that story. There is something dangerous, something almost scary about asking God to give us this city because he might just actually do it. He might just entrust us with the very souls of this city. And that's what we're believing God for. We are believing God for our city. God wants to take ground from the enemy. In the words of Jesus, the harvest is plentiful. It's here now. So we are right now, we're on the cusp of something really big. But Jesus, as he said, the workers are so few compared to the harvest. So dream team, be faithful. Be faithful to what God has given you. Be faithful to what he has placed in your hand. Be faithful to your family. Be faithful to the details. Be faithful because our future is bright. I believe our harvest will extend beyond our city because we could be so bold as to ask God for our state, for our nation, or even the world, and he might just give it to us. April 2017, five months before Real Life launched, our worship team assembled. We gathered our team of musicians, vocalists, audio, video, and lighting members. We pieced together some equipment. Uh, Sean finished his sub-basement for us to practice in. And out of that basement, Real Life Worship was born. What we didn't know is that God was about to take us on a journey so much bigger than we could have ever imagined. You see, there's something supernatural that happens in our hearts and minds when we worship together. There's so much more to worship than just singing three songs and, and wearing skinny jeans. We, we begin to lead a team with a belief that there's something in the back row that's giving God and church their last shot. There's someone every week that walks and giving its last chance. Someone looking for hope, peace, love, someone struggling in a different season that needs encouragement, someone that needs their heart touched by God. So we learn not to sing songs, but to lead worship, to break through the veil that divides the stage from the seats that invites people to experience the life change and power of Jesus. Real life, we are a church whose worship moves hearts and inspires lives. We are a church where people far from God can come to Christ before the message is even preached. Where we can be where we can experience a place so dependent on the Holy Spirit and his power that what is accomplished can only be explained by God himself. We are the church that believes 
people can be long, long before they believe. That they can even enjoy some, some fun through our cover songs and invite people who look nothing like Jesus to our gatherings. The journey we've been on has been so much bigger than I could have ever imagined. Over this last year, I've had the honor and privilege to lead alongside an incredible worship team. I'm blessed to be part of such an open-handed, godly team that leads us to his throne each and every week. I can't wait for our worship to move hearts and touch heaven in the years to come. stands on the shoulders of those who believed in us, those who came before us and led the way for Christ and left a path for us to follow. Every generation has a few people that breathe life into a dream. Every generation has a few people who believe in a small seed of faith, those who invest and serve the next generation, those who invested in us. Our overseers play a vital role in my health and the health of this church. There are men that are pastors, spiritual leaders that are leading the way here in Kansas City with life-giving churches. They have coached, trained, encouraged, prayed for, planned, and given to our church. They have shaped me. They have shaped the very fabric of real life. I want to say thank you to Lance Harrington, to Craig Cackley, and to Dan Sullen for believing in me and believing in this church. Thank you for your insights, your prayers, and for your passion for us to succeed. We wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for you. We honor you. We love you. Everything that happens in our church is fruit to your account. I want to say thank you for letting us stand on your shoulders. Thanks for believing us when very few people did. And so today, I just want to have real life. Just honor those people and thank them for believing in us, our overseers today. Would you, would you invite, would you worship and worship? Man, I'm all over the place. Would you give them a hand today? Man. Good morning, Real Life Church. My name is Lance Harrington. I want to congratulate you all on one year. Uh, what an exciting year it's been for you, hearing about all the life change and all that God's doing through you all to reach Kansas City. Man, I know there's greater things ahead of you. God bless you. Hope you have an awesome day. Hey, what's up, Real Life Church? Craig Hackley here with Church of the Four Corners. Wanted to take a moment and wish you a massive happy birthday one year. What an amazing accomplishment. I also heard that you guys just baptized 25 people Holy cow, God is doing something special. He's doing something unique in the Belton Raymore area. We're so proud of you. We are cheering you guys on. And here's for year number two, the best year in history of your church. God bless guys, take care. God has truly given us an incredible group of overseers that love us. They believe in us and they want the landscape of our city changed through the power of Jesus. What an honor it is to have them in our lives. And let's thank them one more time. When we began dreaming of our church, we dreamed of a church that wasn't just in our city, but that was for our city. A church that partnered with the dreams and the plans of so many people already here leading the way across our town. 
we began praying for relationships to develop and opportunities to make a difference in the lives of people outside of these four walls. Over this past year, God has led us to numerous partnerships and places to serve. And today, I have the privilege and honor of introducing one of those incredible community partners to you. Allison Scott serves as the lead director of RayPEC Cares, an arm of the RayPEC Foundation. Their goal is to help provide resources and help to RayPEC students and families so they can reach their full potential. We have partnered with Allison on numerous projects and events over the past year, including redoing the Panther Clothing Closet, organizing food and can donations, helping at the Good Neighbors Strong Community event, and painting the Ray Pet Can Food Pantry. And we are blessed to have her in our house today. So would you join me in giving a big real-life welcome to Allison Scott. morning. Um, I am happy to be here and happy birthday everyone. I am standing here right now kind of remiss that I didn't write down a nice coherent speech to give this morning <laughs> um, because what I've heard so far has been so awesome. But I, I chose to do that purposefully because sometimes when I write it out my heart and my gratitude get lost. Um, so I'm going to try real hard to off the cuff make sure that you feel my heart and my gratitude today. The risk is that sometimes my heart and gratitude come out my eyes and my voice starts to shake and my message gets a little fumbled. But um, I, I was asked to just kind of share a two-minute story. Um, I work for the school district also as a behavior specialist. And um, it's been said that kids who are loved at home come to school to learn, but the kids who aren't come to school to be loved. And so actually recent um, developments in neuroscience have proven that this is true, and there are just some basic needs, physical needs, social needs, emotional needs, that kids need to have met before those parts of the brain that can focus on academic success can actually be activated. And so that's kind of my passion. And in our country, we have an educational mandate, free and appropriate education for all. That's a tough mandate. And sometimes with the resources that we have available, um, it's really hard to do. So I started Ray Pet Cares in the hopes of getting community members to help us out with that. Because um, we're missing some kids still, and that's a hard pill for those of us who care very much about this profession to swallow sometimes. And so um, Carrie said something that kind of struck a chord, like, be careful what you ask God to do, because he just might give you an answer. And I feel like maybe Sean and Diane might be, be careful what you ask Allison Scott about, because she might actually find stuff for you to do, because you guys have helped us with some amazing projects this year. Our clothes closet that you came in and redesigned was beyond my wildest expectations. In a flash, you set up a whole daycare center so that parents could come to our community education event and be able to drop their kids off and actually stay with us and learn for the day. And then you just helped us when we found out we had to move our, our food pantry at last minute, you came in and helped us do that. And those are three huge projects. And I cannot thank you enough for those. But what I really wanna thank you for today goes way beyond the workmanship um, of those projects. And we've had lots of other community um, volunteers and even church groups come in and help us with some things 
And I can honestly say that the joy and the positive energy that I have felt with every project that you have helped us with, that's what I'm here to thank you for today. Every single member that came on those days emanated that joy and that positive energy. And I know that that's God, that's Jesus, that's being his hands. Um, and when I say every, every single member, I really even mean some of the teenagers that came. They were just as joyful and positive, and I have a house full of them, and I know sometimes that's hard to come by. But I'm here to thank you for that today because that positive energy and love force is what starts to permeate a community, and that's what starts to permeate a school culture. And our kids feel that even after you guys leave. I promise you that. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for partnering with Ray Pet Cares and the School Foundation and making a difference in the lives of our kiddos and making a difference in the lives of our whole community. Thank you very much. We are also truly blessed to partner with you, Allison. Thank you for those words. They're kind and they... Um, they're exciting from the heart of people leading some of these groups to know that we're really making a difference. So let's let Allison know one more time about how excited we are, how much we love partnering with Ray Pet Cares. So when I look into the future, I see something that sets us apart, something that opens the floodgates of heaven, something that makes our future so bright and so blessed. It is an answer to a calling to fixate the eyes of our church, not on ourselves, but out on that harvest, onto the very people that Jesus died for and onto the people that the church was born to reach, a church for our city, a church for the 60,000 people in our community that are far from God, a church for the hurting and the broken, the single parents struggling to make ends meet, a church for the downtrodden, the lonely teen, the addicted, a church that isn't afraid to go to the least likely of places, places where most people would be shocked to see God moving, to the homeless people living in the woods. We serve you, we believe in you, we love you. We thank God for our life group, Real Life Reaching Out, for making a difference in their lives. To foster families in Cass County, we serve you, we support you. We're believing that God is using you to reap a great harvest through the lives that you're impacting. To the families touched through our 80 people who served across our city on our serve day, you're not alone. We gave because somebody named Jesus gave to us first. To the families and loved ones awaiting treatment at the Cure Hospital in Niger, Africa, we aren't just praying for you, we're sending help to you. We're putting feet on the ground to serve you and to tell your story. Real life, can I just say that we are a church for our city and beyond. One year ago, God took a dream and planted it as a seed right here in this ground. And out of that seed, something supernatural is happening. Something unexplainable, but except by God himself. And God is using us to plant more seeds in the ground. He's changing lives. He's equipping people. He's impacting our city and beyond. And since our launch, God has used your generosity in giving $23,000 in local and global outreach to plant those seeds across our city and beyond. In every generation, there is an awakening, a movement of God, a revival, people who God chooses to reap a great harvest. People truly believing that God didn't just plant us here for us, but for them. A people who pursue what's at the very heart of God, which is people. 
a people who don't fixate on the fruit they produce, but rather they celebrate the fruit that's produced in others. A people who truly believe that the best, best fruit grows on other people's trees. This city is in desperate need for a revival for a movement of God. From a small seed planted in faith, God has chosen to use us. He put us here. And would we be so bold and so faith-filled that we would fix our eyes on the world around us that God so desperately wants to restore. And so out of this small seed, we would see God produce a great harvest. come before you. God, what an amazing day so far. God, you deserve the glory of everything that's been happening. God, this isn't our stage, it's your stage. God, this is your city. And God, we're your vessels. God, so I pray you use us in a mighty way to reach people, God, that are far from you. God, that we take ground from the enemy. God, that people will be healed, that people will be changed by life-changing power of Jesus. God, I pray that we take no glory for what you've done. God, this is the first year. God, we expect a great harvest through you. God, you've declared that you want the souls of men, God, so we step out in faith. God, we will be used by you. God, we are vessels willing. God, we're not about ourselves. God, we dare to dream a big dream. God, we look into the sky. God, we see the future of our church. God, we know it's bright. We know you have a plan for us. God, you're gonna use us. Thank you for all you've done. God, we love you and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, I just wanna say happy birthday, real life. How you guys doing? Man, I'm just speechless. I know it's hard to believe. I was stumbling up here all the place, nervous. Man, God has done so much in our story this year. Just so much through all our leaders, through all of you that have given and prayed and sacrificed to be part of this. And you don't know all my story, but when I was 18 years old, I decided that I was gonna live my life for the church. It was gonna be it. Like that was all in. I've been in lots of missions trips and seen what God could do through people that are dead in sin, alive to him. And I've scraped off sand off of little patios and porches and playgrounds in Mexico and seen God change people's lives and been all over the world and see what God can do. And so my passion has been for the church. And I've been through a lot of stuff in my short little life so far, but my passion for the church has never changed. It's never stopped. That dream in my heart has always been there. And for, for me, this is the reality of a dream. This is the first step of a dream, to be faithful to what God's put in my hands, to see the church, the thing that God died for, the thing that God promised that he would build, go forth in our city, to reach people, not just here in our city, but beyond, across the world. So this is something that's near to my heart, something I believe in. And so I wanna honor some people today I just want to encourage you um, that are on the dream team. We have 105 people, amen, that serve and sacrifice to make this church reality. Give it up for our dream team. Thank you so much. You guys are incredible. This is the footing. Put down the foundation. You know, nobody walks up to the house and says, man, good looking foundation. Love that foundation. That's what you guys have done this year. You guys put down the footings. You dug the trenches. You, you put up the, the walls below the, 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 the grade. Nobody knows it's there. Nobody knows it's there. They, they assume it just happened. And you've set that foundation for God to use us in greater ways, in greater ways in the years to come. That God's gonna build a great thing, a great harvest through us. So I thank you for your generosity and your service. Also, thanks, thank you to those who faithfully prayed for us. Faithfully got on your knees and said, God, use this church. If you can use anybody, use them. God, see people far from God know you because your life-changing power of Jesus. Those that invested in our church, those that graciously gave, those that gave and didn't have money to give, those who showed up, those who invested, those who invited somebody out, and now they're part of our team, amen? Now God's changing their life. I wanna say thank you to you. Thank you for being those people that believe in the dream that God has for us. Thank you so much. 
I believe this, that you should never underestimate the significance each of you have made in the story. I know you may feel like I just set up a chair, or I just pull a trailer, or I just hang out with kids, or I just move the stage piece that's broken, and I move it every week and I put it there. You may feel like you're just doing a little trivial task, but you're not. You're making a difference in the lives of people. We're not just setting up chairs, amen. We're impacting people. We're not just having some philanthropic event, but we're changing people's lives. We're seeing people change from the inside out. We can't go back and say, man, 45 people, how incredible. And that's the ones we knew about. The ones that actually marked down when we came to Christ. Doesn't count the endless people that are impacted by the stories and by the things that were said through you in the community. And so I wanna say thank you for making impact. Thank you for making a significance and making a difference. I wanna say thank you to Allison for those kind words. It's so amazing, your heart for people. They'll never leave me, the, the people come to school to be loved that there's really a gap in our world that people need Jesus. They need the love of somebody. And so for us, we're called to be that. We're called to be the church that leaves no child behind, that leaves nobody behind. There's no orphans in the kingdom. There's nobody, the gospel's too far to reach. They're here to take that gospel out of these four walls. We believe that we are that church. We are that small seed planted in faith that'll produce a great harvest. We are that small seed. We took our first little step, our first year, just one year. I cannot imagine what's gonna happen in the next 10 or 20, or 30. Who can imagine what God is gonna do through that one little seed? Let's never underestimate what God can produce through a single seed. From a single seed is planted a tree, and that tree produces fruit, and thousands, if not millions of other seeds go out. And that's what we are. We are just the beginning of what God is doing. I'm believing that God is gonna use our next generation to go further and farther and faster than we can, that one day, somebody's gonna come to this stage and take this platform, and somebody's gonna take your role on the team, and somebody's gonna take your spot at what you're doing, and they're gonna do things you couldn't even believe in, because it was too big. It's gonna exceed what your wildest imaginations could put together, because we're gonna be loyal to the future, amen? We're not gonna be tied to the past. We honor the past, we honor the sacrifice, but we're loyal to what God wants to do in our future. And so we're not gonna lose sight of who we are as a church or an organization or what we're called to be. We're that church that chooses to be loyal to the future. We're also that church that believes that God isn't gonna add people to our church, but he's gonna multiply his church. He doesn't add one by one, he's gonna multiply our church. I love what it says in Genesis 12, one and two. Lord said to Abram, he said, go from your country, your people and your father's household into a land I will show you. I'll make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I'll make your name great. And all peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. That God calls Abraham out of his comfort and to begin a great nation. And sadly, for the next 10 years, Abraham fixated himself and his power and his strength to create that nation. He tried all ways to have only just one son. End up breaking the will of God. He said, I'm gonna do this in my power and my strength. I know God's promised this, but I gotta figure out how to get there. He was thinking addition. He was thinking of just adding a son, but God was thinking of a nation. Matter of fact, he was thinking of you because through his lineage, there was a man named Jesus that was gonna come and impact your life. God wasn't just thinking about having a little boy, but he was thinking about changing the world. And so for us, we're not gonna settle for addition. We're not gonna make the mistake of just adding people to our church. We're not gonna make the mistake of trying to lead the church through our own power and our own strength, our own mind, our own ways, but we're gonna lean into people. We're not gonna lose sight of all that God has accomplished through real life. And we just don't survive Sunday to Sunday, amen? We just don't survive a week. We don't leave here going, whoo, man, glad that's over. But we thrive as a church. We grow as a church. It's not our power that builds the church. We're gonna be faithful, never lose sight of who we are. We're gonna fix our eyes on the one that produces the harvest. Man, it's so easy to think addition what God wants and promises multiplication for our lives, that God is willing to give us this city. God is willing to change people's lives. And if we were just empty ourselves, God would use us. It says in Genesis 15, five, it says the Lord took Abram outside 
took him outside. Took him outside of his tent, zipped it out. He said, come out of that thing you made. Come out of that comfort you've secured yourself in. Come out of that little dream that you put yourself in. Come out of all the convenience you have and come out and remind you of what I have for you. And God said to him, look to the sky and count the scars if you can. These are how many descendants you will have. You can imagine Abraham in that moment stepping out and just looking up and going, wow. My dream is so small. Forgive me, God. I've been thinking about this little thing, but you have this thing for me. God, this isn't my story. God, this is your story. These are your descendants. I can't even count how many you have. How many do you want to have? I don't know all these, how we're going to get there, but you're going to do it, God. And I kind of feel like Abram in that moment, like there's so much revealed in front of us. There's so much that God wants us to look to in the sky. There's so much potential and so much vision and so much more that God has for us. If we just stop looking at ourselves, we have to get out of the tent to see what God wants. We have to leave our comfort zone. We have to leave what's convenient. We have to leave all the stuff we put our fingerprints on. We have to step out in faith. Because God has something great He wants for us. God has something greater than we can see ourselves. That God wants us to go further and farther and faster. We even believe it. We can't even see what God's going to do in the future. We're not going to minimize that. And so for us, would we, be, would we be so bold to dream? Would we be so bold to step out of our tent and look to the sky and say, God, what do you have for me today? Would we let go of ourselves? Let go of what we find our security in. Let go of our comfort and say, God, you have something greater for me. I lay down my life for you. What's your calling for my life? You know, for me, when I look to the sky of Real Life Church, I see a life-giving church. I see a church that loves our city and reaches into it with compassion and service. I see a church that strengthens our communities and has a global reach. I see a church that focuses on the family and cares for each person as if the only person that came. I see a church that exposes people to their God-given gifts and develops leaders to use those gifts to further His kingdom. I see a church that excels in disciple-making through life groups, mentoring, and leadership development. I see a church whose worship moves hearts and touches heaven. I see a church so dependent on the Holy Spirit's power that its accomplishments cannot be explained by other than God Himself. I see a movement-minded church so passionate about the harvest that it moves the bold faith to reach people. I see a church where everyday people find real life in Jesus. I see a church whose heart is missions and gives sacrificially across cultures. I see a church that partners, plants, and equips other churches to reap the harvest. I see a church that's so unified around its mission that people generously sacrifice to extend its reach. I see a church that is driven by grace, whose vision is so big that others think it is impossible. When I look to the sky, this is the church that I see. This is a church that I invite you to be a part of. This is a church that I invite you in to die to yourself and lead. This is a church that we believe we can equip and release people into, that we can go further and farther, that we can take back the city, that we can do what God's calling us to do. My question for you is real simple this morning. What do you see when you look in the sky? What do you see for your family? What do you see for our city? What do you see for yourself? What's the dream that God's put on your life? And we'll be faithful. We'll be so bold to step out of the tent and follow what God has for you. Father, we come before you, God. We thank you so much for our first year birthday, God. We give you the glory for all you're doing, God. You've given us a dream. God, you've given us something that we can't do on our own. God, it's so big. God, it's so massive. But God, you're so faithful to us. God, this first year has been so amazing. So many lives changed. So many people touched. So many, be, so many people being faithful to the calling in front of them. God, thank you for that team. God, give us the desires of your heart for this city, God, for the nation and for the world. God, I pray our first year, God, would be not the best year yet, but this year will be the best year yet. 
that this year will grow. This year will change, God. We're not gonna try to put a number on it, God. We wanna be healthy. God, we'll see life changed. So God, I pray that we empty ourselves and draw close to you, God, that we get a vision for the sky, God, that we'd see that this is the only beginning of what is to come. As we take a moment to pray, there are those of you that are Jesus followers. You know Christ is your Savior. And maybe you've lost sight of God's plan for your life. Like Abraham, you're thinking addition. You're looking to the sky and you're like, man, I see some stars. But God has been changing your life, that you've been just running your race, but God is putting something in front of you. He wants to accomplish things in and through that he can only do it his power, not yours. And maybe you just found yourself just wandering on your own path, building your own tent, your own comfort. But today, maybe you heard the stories of what God's doing through our church. Maybe you heard the stories of what it's like when you put God first in your life, that God is calling you to dream again. God is calling you to step out in faith again. How many of you would say today, you know what, I need to put God first in my life. I need to turn back to him this morning. If that's you, just lift your hands. Nobody looking around and say, I need to put God first in my life. I see your hands. That's so encouraging. Anybody else to say, I need to put God first in my life. I see him in the back. Father, we come before you, ask that you'd move in this place. God, do your only your Holy Spirit can do through us. God, give us a passion for Jesus. God, let us not be found faithful to our calling, but be faithful to yours. God, you start a vision in our hearts, God. You've given that vision. You've spoken into our life along the way. God, when I was 18, I saw your vision. And God, I pray that we be found faithful to follow the vision you have for us. God, make it clear in our hearts and our minds that nothing's gonna stop us from falling hard after you. God, give us courage, give us boldness, give us faith to follow you. God, give us fruit. God, give us this city. God, let us be that one person that's the next seed planted. God, that we'd lead the next generation of a great harvest. God, we don't ask for just a revival. God, we pray that we are in the revival. God, we pray that we'd be a part of a movement, God, across our city, across our United States. God, to see people that are far from you know Jesus. God, we thank you for this first year, God, but I pray for those today that are committed to you. I want to put you first, God, that they'd be the beginning of a season, of a harvest in their life. As we continue to pray today without anybody looking around, maybe you'd say, you know what, Sean? I don't really have a vision from God for my life. I have a really have a hard time seeing God. I have a hard time thinking God would even use me, matter of fact. And I grew up in church and I saw a bunch of rules. I saw a bunch of things that, that really went for me. And maybe some things in your life that you regret in your past and you feel like you're not good enough and God can't use you to use you in the story for him. Maybe you feel like that you're so comfortable in the tent, you just can't step out. That God wouldn't want you. But today I promise you to tell you that God wants to use you. This is why you're here. Some of you are here because you need to say yes to Jesus. When Abraham was thinking of just a son, when he was consumed for 10 years with just his own plans, God was thinking of you, that one of those stars in the skies, one of his descendants was gonna be the son of God, Jesus himself. Who is Jesus? He's the son of God. Why did he come? He came to give us life. He came to, to down a cross for our sins. It matters because he's the perfect sacrifice and forgiveness for sins in your life. He died in our place. He shed his blood for our sins. On the third day, he rose from the dead. Why? Because he defeated death, hell, and victory in the grave for us. Now, anyone that calls on Jesus is saved. Anybody that calls on the name of Jesus, including you and me, is saved. That he is the name above all names, the name of Jesus. You know, in the name of Jesus, that we were once separated from God, that we were drawn close to God because of Jesus, because he forgives our sins. And we call on him, he remembers our sins no more. They're washed away. We don't become a better version of ourselves. We become brand new, that we have new life in Jesus. There are those of you across this room that you sense God pulling you to him. You sense God calling you out of the tent. You sense God asking you to die to yourself. You sense God asking you to step away from your sin and drawing close to Jesus. If that's you across this room, you say, I need the grace of Jesus. I need the mercy of Jesus. I need to trust Jesus. I want Jesus to be my story today. If that's you, would you just lift your hands? I can pray for you. I see your hand right dead center in the middle. That's awesome. Anybody else today say, I need Jesus to be my story? This is why we do this church. Anybody else say, I need Jesus to be the story? If you'll pray this prayer after me, if you raise your hand and you believe you need Jesus in your life, you say, Heavenly Father, 
forgive me my sins, make me new. God, I pray that you'd save me, God. Just call me out of the world I'm in. And God, you have something greater for me. God, your son Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and I believe in him today. Thank you for new life. I want to live for you, and I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you give a hand to those that accepted Christ today? Man, so encouraging. This is the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another inspirational podcast. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.